0: Hello and welcome back to episode number four of the Dayfell Fitness Podcast. Again, just before we dive in, a huge thank you for uh, all your support so far and for listening. I really appreciate it. I want to get a few more five-star reviews now on, on Apple and Spotify, which is great to see. And if you enjoy it, yeah, I would really appreciate that. It takes two seconds just to click off. Go give me a five-star rating, all that malarkey. So yeah, thanks very much for your support. Really appreciate it as always. So a quick update. Moving along with the recipe book and coaching is now full for October, so the next intake will be in November, which I'm obviously really buzzing about, and clients are smashing it, which is great to see. So, in this episode, I'm gonna take you through who is DFL Fitness. So, I'm gonna take you through a bit about my story, how we got what it was like growing up, Um, then I put a question box about basically podcast topics just before I launched it and a lot of people you were interested in how I got into fitness what was my inspiration and kind of how I how I got into the industry so I'll be taking you through that uh then I put another question box up about some questions uh and that you'd like to ask me which I've got written down here so I'm going to answer those and then I'll instead of me just talking at you about my whole life story I'm actually going to finish up with six important life lessons that I've learned throughout my life so hopefully you guys can take some value at the end of this podcast before of course finishing with an embarrassing story because it is not a day for fitness podcast without that so we're just going to dive straight in and get into it so I was born in Newcastle 1997 26 now on day of recording which is the 24th of october 2023 um so i was born into a very loving family i'm one of four boys so i have three brothers i know you're thinking best of luck to my parents but no they were they're were absolutely great and i'm super grateful um and you know, some some really successful people talk about like massive issues that I had in terms of like their childhood and stuff, but I, I didn't have too much of that. Obviously everybody has like their moments of, of really bad stuff and like bad periods going through, but I don't think I had too much of that which I'm I'm super, super grateful for. Um, so originally, I was born in Newcastle, as I said, so I lived there till I was about two, and then we moved around a lot. So my mum worked for, for Nessay, super well known, obviously food and drink company. Um, so we moved and we lived down in Buckinghamshire. Uh, we lived in Bron- Bromley near Bath and Trowbridge. I'm not actually too sure about where that is in the country, somewhere down in the south. So I went from all the way north, all the way down south into London, and uh, moved. Closer over to the west before moving into York. When I was around 10 years old, so around year three school times, and we've lived there ever since. So I'd like to consider myself half Jolly and half Yorkshireman, uh, and that's why unfortunately I don't have a Jolly accent, which I would absolutely love. Um, so kind of throughout my school years, I would I would describe myself as an undercover nerd. So I absolutely hate getting in trouble getting in trouble and one very vivid memory I have was that when I was in like PE in year three and I was like screwing up some of these balls and I got absolutely bollocks for it and I just burst out crying and that was uh, an embarrassing moment for me and it just taught me that I really hate getting in trouble um, but I also kind of wanted to be part of the in quotations cool kids so kind of uh, did my fair share of messing about but not actually anything too too damaging to be honest and yeah I was a bit of a teacher's pet as you might say um but obviously not in front of my friends just like staying after class and just like talking to them and stuff like that um and I love to learn had a great curiosity from a young age and all throughout school I, I played sports and loved games loved all kind of games whether that's in sports or like ball games video games stuff like that um So, yeah, so even though I did play sport, I really struggled with my weight all throughout my teenage years. From the age of, I would say, yeah, around 10, um, I I was really struggling with my weight. And looking back now, I was like, oh, I wonder why. But, like... I used to come back from school, I used to have a full pizza before dinner, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder why I gained so much weight in such a short period of time, um, but basically, and then kind of out of all my friends, I was I was labelled as a fat one, got called it pretty much daily, all throughout my teenage years, which not like, I mean, looking back, it was probably worse than I remember it being, but I really... Can, can look back and see the value of it now because it shapes me into the person that I am today and I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't have got into fitness as much um, if I didn't get as bullied as I did you know there was some nights where I'd go to sleep crying and i happily admit that and I'd like grab my fat rolls and be like, I, I just like sob in bed and be like what the fuck is going on it really upset me and then basically from there I started learning a bit about bit more about calories and stuff like that and then basically i another vivid memory i have kind of when i was when i was looking to change was um i had a chart that i put up in my kitchen wall like for all my family and stuff to see it wasn't for them it was for me so in breakfast i'd so for breakfast i'd have like two bits of milk and this was all like laid out on a chart so i eat the same thing every day for lunch i'd have a cup of soup and like maybe one slice of bread and then I'd have whatever my mum was having for dinner and I would not allow myself to eat anything other than that. I'm pretty sure it was a borderline eating disorder type thing but I was never diagnosed or anything like that and I would literally run every day. So that was a kind of a big learning curve I guess you would call it for me and it took me a long long time to develop. What I would say is a healthy relationship with food and exercise. Because I definitely used to see it as a punishment. Like I used to feel guilty if I didn't go for a run every day. And looking back, I can obviously see that they they are very damaging behaviours. And it took me a long, long time to get comfortable one with my body and and two with um, like not seeing exercise as some kind of punishment where I need to earn my food, on all the rest of it. So so sports definitely helped me in that way. Uh, and try, trying to get out of that, and, and doing all that, but yeah, I definitely went through that period. And again, it's one of those things that have that has now shaped me. Um, so yeah, and then coming out the other side. But I'm, as I say, I'm very glad I went through that period because if I didn't, then who knows I, I wouldn't maybe be in this career I wouldn't have the empathy that I have for some people that are really struggling with their weight and fitness and everything that I do now because I've been through it myself and I know I know the behaviors I know how it can feel I know how it feels to literally look at your body and and hate it and that's why I have no progress pictures from back in that time well one because uh iPhones weren't really a thing back then but see because i just i wouldn't ever take my top off i would genuinely dread and get really anxious if people would like ask me to go to the beach or something like that um just because i absolutely hated taking my top off i know we get cold fat and all the rest of it and we all know how harsh kids can be and back then it was it was a damaging time but again we're out the other side anyway (laughs) um that's obviously pretty deep and but, yeah, don't you don't need to feel sorry for me. I'm absolutely out the other side. So, so, yeah, as I say, all throughout school, really loved gaming. I played football pretty much religiously every Saturday and Sunday, all throughout my um, kind of childhood years, and then all the way up until I was 23, really, every week, sometimes up to five times a week, two kind of 6 side games, training as well on Saturday and Sunday, so... So yeah, absolutely love football and any kind of sport really. Um, So kind of moving on to kind of my later teenage years. So I was heavily influenced by my brother, uh, Mike, who's like the next step over from me. So we're the two middle ones and kind of whatever you think of me as a person, if you've been following my socials and these podcasts or whatever, like Mike is just the better person. He's just the better version of me, like in so many ways, like he is my biggest inspiration. and genuinely like, I would not be the person I am today without him. So Mike, if you listen to this, that's that's the, all the smoke that I'm gonna blow up your ass. But, um, but yeah, and one day, absolutely, we've already agreed he's gonna get on the podcast and he can come and share his experience as well. But for me, he's like one of my biggest influences you know, started taking me to gigs, really got me into music festival. And I dread to think what well, my fashion would have been like without him because pretty much all of my clothes, even some of them in my wardrobe now, were uh, like hand-me-downs from him. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, one one thing that he also introduced me was the sesh, in inverted commas. So going out, my first night out with him was, um, was in a club called Salvation in York. Um and yeah that was a fun time I think I was 15 at the time and um, all of his mates yeah basically put their arm around me and, and took me out and that was the start of something bad slash good however you want to look at it um, but yeah so that was a huge inspiration for me um, and all throughout my childhood now, and he is now and we're really bouncing with each other and it kind of you know when you see like these um, rivalries between like Messi, Ronaldo um, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic like Obviously, we're nowhere near those levels, but in terms of, in terms of having that kind of, I guess, person that's on your level that you really try and compete with is as I've actually found really beneficial. Um, so that's really good. But we are fiercely competitive. Like I've smashed a few tennis rackets <laughs> sometimes when we've when we've been playing some games. But that's all part of the kind kind of competitive spirit. Anyway, so moving on. Um, so I did relatively well at school, um, and then so after kind of GCSEs went into A levels did maths, business, chemistry and biology Um, and then after that kind of when I was coming to looking at universities I had a bit of a crossroads so one of my options was to go do maths with with business studies at Newcastle University or or basically I, I went through and there was an option to do a degree apprenticeship uh, at Nestle, um, who are really kind of big in York. That's where all the Kit Kats and stuff are produced. So I thought I'll apply for both and then see what happens. So with Nestle, it's a really long application process. You have to submit an application form. You then go in for a, um, can't remember what it's called, some kind of day where you do like a presentation, a group task, all of these stuff. And then at the end of it, I was got offered a job. So then I had a decision to make, and I chose Nestle, and thank God I did because honestly and never like never knew what could happen if I went to uni I'd be a bit more of a reprobate than I was throughout those years anyway um, without the guidance of kind of living out so So from Nestle, so I work full time uh, and then they also pay for you to go to uni. So every six weeks you go and you do basically what would be kind of like two, three months of a module and you do that in a week. So it's nine till five and you have to attend your lectures, not like some university students out there right now. Like if you didn't attend, like you would pretty much be sacked. So that was, um, that was tough at times because you still wanted to make, make the most of the uni experience. So you're kind of out till 4am back up at eight shower changed into the uh into the lectures from now going nine till five absolutely stinking of booze and then we do it all again four days in a row so that was uh that was quite an experience but i absolutely loved it and as i say i'm very grateful um that i did choose to do an essay, one because i came out of uni with no debt and two because i, I learned so much in terms of that like, experience um and everything working full-time in a business and, and doing a degree as well so so that was really good and then i kind of so all throughout my um, kind of school years, I thought when I was thinking about career, I was like, okay, so what what how what can I do? How can I use the qualifications to make as much much money as possible? And that's what I thought I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to work in business, eventually work my way up to a high level role and earn a six figure salary. and as long as I do that and I can you know buy all these things and do all the things that I wanted to, I would be happy in life. Excuse me. So, um, so three years in, I actually watched a life-changing video, and it, it was something that the, our university lecturers assigned by Nestle put on for us, and looking back, I'm not sure why they did this, because it made me have a change in, in heart and career, and it basically, I, can't re- I wish I could find the video, but I can't remember, but I do remember the, the topic of it today, and it was basically saying, the most fulfilling career you can have in life is through helping others and then I watched that, and that just resonated loads with me, because I was like, like, doing this and earning money is, is not, it's not, it does not align with my values, like, I thought I wanted a six-figure salary, and to do all this, and as long as I was making money, I would be happy, but quickly, when you enter the working world, you you realise there's so much more important things than having money, like, life balance, job fulfilment, and all these kind of things, and like, when you ask like all of my mates and stuff, like I don't wear designer T-shirts. I my <laughs> pretty much fifty percent of my wardrobe is between Max Handy downs and clothes from Primark. I, you know, the cars that I've got. When I my first car I bought for fourteen hundred pound. My second one for like seven hundred and fifty, and my other one for nine hundred and fifty. And the vol, basically, I've run them into the ground and had them scrapped. So you know, I I've quickly realised that I don't need materialistic things or anything like that. And I always say like I would rather buy and spend money on experiences rather than things and that's The way I'm gonna live my life forever now and you know even when I'm coming to buy gifts to people I'm much rather buy them Experiences where I can do stuff with them rather rather than things and for me I just think that taught me everything kind of I needed to know about about the money that I wanted and and what I wanted from my career, so so basically from that I was like, okay, so I don't want to work for Nestle I don't want to go into business. I want a job where I can uh where I can earn an okay wage as long as I've got enough for me and my family, that's absolutely fine. Uh I want a lot of holidays, I want a good work-life balance, and I want and I want to help people because after watching this video, see so like that's um that's what I want to do. Um so I was like, oh, what 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 do I want to do? I know, I'll become a PE teacher. So then I told all my family I was like, I want to become, I want to become a PE teacher. They were all like, what, what, where's this coming from? I was like, honestly, like I'm not asked about how much money I earn. I just want a good work-life balance. I want to help people. I want to work outside. I want to work in shots, and that was for me. Um, now I'll come to it a bit later about how I actually got into the fitness industry and and how I how it led me to what I'm doing today. Um, but it's important for you to understand a bit more context about. So of like, basically, from when I was 18 years old, I've always wanted to travel the world. It's always something I wanted to do, and I've always said I'll either go on my own, I'll go with a friend, I'll go with, if you know, if I have a partner. Um, So I was saving up, uh, like, basically as much salary as I can for about three and a half years, and I originally planned to go in 2020, and I was with a partner at the time, so we were going to go together, and then, obviously, COVID hits, so... So yeah, we were going to go travelling September 2020 and then by March 2020 or by April, whatever, when we were in lockdown, it was very apparent that we weren't going to go travelling. So now, I always knew that when I come back from travelling, I was going to quit Nesse, but I was still working at Nesse at the time. I was just going to take a sparkle from the job, um, take a year's career break, go travelling, come back, start earning money again. But basically, Covid sped up a lot of things for me, as I'm sure it did a lot of people. So... Um, so within that obviously I I couldn't leave I couldn't go traveling I still needed to work and earn my money so I could pay my rent and all the rest of it Um, so yeah so I stayed in my job and I kind of knew I was always going to leave it it's just a matter of when and I was going to come back after traveling because I would need money Um, so yeah so I stayed I stayed working and honestly it was one of the worst work periods of my life like I was super busy and doing what I was doing. It was having a real like detrimental effect on my mental health. And um like basically, yeah, I just hated it. That we were going through a warehouse change at the time and I was coming in and I was basically working in supply chain for a customer. Um and then every morning I was coming in, I was seeing my orders failed. I was getting absolute bollocks On the phone for like every single morning and that is just an absolute shit way to start the day coming in getting bollocks when you know you've done all you can and then something else somewhere down the lines fails where but you're taking it in the neck and I kind of after a few months of that it eventually got to the stage and I remember it because I've written it on my phone November the 11th and it happened one morning I'd just come in saw my order had failed there we go, gonna get an absolute in. and I just decided nah, enough is enough, this is this is not for me, and I remember it so clearly, I was absolutely fuming at my desk, and decided no, I cannot do this any longer. So, just to rewind as well, so that was November the 11th, so all throughout summer, um, um, basically it was all throughout lockdown, and I've, as I've said, been really into sport from a, from the age of about sixteen was when I when I was when I started to get into fitness and then started learning a lot about it, um, and then um, yeah, so I started training uh, alongside playing all my sports and everything like that. So from kind of the age of sixteen, I would say from um, kind of about nineteen is when I started taking it really serious, um, up until the age of twenty one, which is when we come back. Into lockdown, so around the time of lockdown, so I've been playing sports all my life, um, been taking the gym a bit more seriously for a few years, and, and got into a good place with my fitness, and had established a good routine and everything like that. So from my teenage years when I was overweight, I'd kind of by the age of um, kind of 18, 19, 20, I was in a really good um, routine on my diet. I'd learnt a lot just through my own research. Uh, online and I got to got to a place where I was comfortable with my body i developed my relationship with food from borderline eating disorder when I was throughout my teenage years and I was in a place where I was training consistently I was building some muscle I was losing some body fat and I was more importantly I had an exercise routine that that I could keep up and everything the rest of it so that was in a really good spot and then it was basically rooted in my routine because i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed all my sport as i've said and my training that was a really really good spot with it so when lockdown hit um and i was living with my brother and my best mate at the time and we were living in a house with a garden so we would do at home workouts bought a set of resistance bands and then really like well i started doing HIIT workouts which i've never really done before but i actually pretty much enjoyed them because i don't know if you remember in the uk the summer of covid 19 the 2020 was an absolute gorgeous summer really hot so you know after work and this was really instrumental in terms of managing my mental health during this busy period um me and my brother would go and we would do outside workouts with resistance bands with pretty much any weight we could find and then and then yeah so we were able to kind of maintain our shape obviously not really just kind of finding a balance to to maintain a bit of decent shape and also kind of stand up our mental health on that as well um, but throughout that kind of my I knew a lot of my work colleagues were struggling and it's something that kind of so as I said from the ages of 18 to 21 it becomes second nature to me I was really enjoying it become quite clued up on it and it's always been my passion and then a lot of my colleagues were struggling um, obviously they didn't really know what to do the they were kind of packing on a lot of weight I know it was impacting their physical and mental health now Mike had this idea and <laughs> I've got to give him credit for it and as I say huge inspiration for me um so he actually started like this weekly fitness challenge with our mates which was just a bit of fun so it was stuff like you know uh basically run a 10k this week and then like try and beat your time in like a few weeks time and there was we had like different workout for different cards and stuff so then I took that weekly challenge that we were doing with our friends and then got um, people from work involved so I sent so I sent out a message I spoke to like kind of my my line manager and their line line manager and got this thing going where I start a weekly fitness challenge for people at work and 30 people were taking part it was all in a whatsapp group I was kind of managing it all and kind of people were coming to me um for like help and advice and i was like giving them and like all of a sudden i was like kind of this go-to guy for people in work um that were that were coming to me like what should i do with this exercise and we were all setting weekly fitness tasks so i set the first one and then i pass it on like a hot potato and then they set the next one and it was going really well and i was like oh my god people are enjoying this this is amazing and i felt really good because like kind of when I was working there I was kind of known as the guy that would take like the chicken and broccoli and at like 12 and 3 and just like I don't care if I stink stink out the whole office yeah I was one of those guys um I needed to get my my macros in so I would do that so but until this point it would only kind of be me that was just doing it for myself and I never really helped anybody else a bit apart from like some of my friends and stuff so now i was helping people at work and i was like fucking hell this is really good and it got recognized and i got like loads of points and stuff through work which was really good and then so as i say so now we're back to kind of around the november period when i was hating work i'd just come off this weekly fitness challenge where i was helping people at work doing the things that i love and the things that i built up where i'd struggle with in the past and then got into a decent position with myself um So from kind of in November of 2020, I was like, right, so I'm going to take this weekly fitness challenge and I'm just going to I'm going to launch something on my Instagram. So I launched the Fell Fitness Community, which was a business idea I had and then basically do this 28 day quarantine challenge just through my Instagram, just on my friends. So you got involved to my absolute shock and kind of pure just buzzingness, <laughs> if that, that's definitely no word. Like 77 people took part, and this was just like up to this point, I was not big on Instagram. Like, I had under 500 followers on my personal, literally just launched a new account, so it was under 100. And I don't think I'd ever posted a story in my life, like on Instagram stories. So, all of a sudden, I was like trying to run this challenge, and 77 people took part. And then people were buzzing, they were messaging me like, this is helping so much with my health, my my physical health and my mental health. And I was working, like I would wake up and I was reposting every single story of all the activities that people were doing. Um, and then, you know, I'd wake up, I'd do a couple hours before work, I'd work all day and then literally I was working till like 11pm at night doing this, doing this challenge. So I was working one of the hardest I've ever worked and I was doing it for free, just like off my own back because it was really helping people and you know, selfishly, it was making me feel good as well because I knew I was helping people and making a difference. And then all of a sudden, I was like, doing this challenge has given me more job satisfaction in this, you know, couple of weeks that I've been doing it than four years previously has in my my current line of work. And that was hugely eye-opening for me. And I was finally, like, thinking, this is actually giving me satisfaction. So, now at this point i'm kind of like hmm, okay maybe i don't want to be a pe teacher anymore maybe i should like become a personal trainer or something like that so that's when i signed up to do my personal training qualification and i signed up to do an online course because obviously during covid and all the rest of it um so i would wake up a few hours after the challenge had finished so i would wake up a few hours before work on tuesday wednesday and thursday and i would work away to, to um to get my PT qualification alongside working full-time so yeah it was it was quite a lot obviously trying to do this qualification on top of my full-time job but I knew from doing the challenge it was something that I wanted to do Um, and then January came around and then we were obviously back into lockdown so I did another challenge January jumpstart challenge and again 86 people got involved and there were some new people and there were some people staying over so I was like so basically it came up to around 100 people that we're getting involved across these two challenges and i was like fucking hell that this is this is mad i actually can't believe it like i've gone from like just doing whatever doing a job that i hate and all of a sudden like these people are coming in and and i'm helping them and it's actually you know i'm actually buzzing about it so that for me was kind of the big big changing point um and in a way i've kind of got to be a bit grateful for covid in this way because it kind of very quickly moved things along um for me in that kind of way so and then just before we broke up before this christmas in between these two challenges i told my work you know after having enough from november 11th this is basically what i'm going to do i want to go traveling but kind of as there's so many issues going on i am handing in my notice basically and they told me to go away over the christmas break and think about it but yeah i came back uh after christmas and in the new year and i said no this is definitely what i want to do um so I think it was in April of that year I left my job of after I worked my notice period and that was a very scary time for me because obviously I was leaving a salary, had I'd, I'd worked my way up for about five years in this in this career and I was earning a decent salary and then all of a sudden I was like, Oh shit, I'm gonna have to go make my own money here Um and um, bearing in mind I left in April, I had, it was always the kind of plan to go travelling in September, so I was like, you know what, I'll I'll leave it for now, I l- went and lived back in my parents so I could um, kind of live off the money that I'd saved, did a little bits here and there to t- try and see me through, and I'd go travelling in September, and then kind of July, June, July was coming around and things weren't getting much better, and I was like, damn it, I'm not going to be able to uh, go travelling in September here, I had to face the facts, so then um, decided to start in-person personal training, which again, I'm grateful for COVID for this because I was so keen to kind of go online and, and get everything started that I would have maybe skipped the in-person training bit. But for me, that's one of the major parts of my career that I remember and just finding so unbelievably valuable. And if there are any potential coaches listening to this, do not skip the experience Of in-person training make sure you get your thousand hours in because i'm such a better coach for having coach people in person and dealing with loads of other issues and understanding more mechanics about how the body works and and people's motivations and all the rest of it so so i went and and did in-person training for about a year as kind of my news my new plans changed and then finally um in august of 2022 I was able to go and do my travelling um which I'd saved up so hard for um so after kind of so 2 years later than originally um than originally planned for I went and and finally got to go travelling and that was one of the most amazing experiences of on my life I went for 8 months it was meant to be 10 but I was a bit too frivolous with my cash and uh, ended up spending it a bit more um and for me that was like the first time in my life whatever really that I'd have an extended extended period from uh, an extended break from work and it would probably be the only time in my life um so I kind of had to so I left my in-person coaching I thought about doing online but honestly I just wanted to go and I'm fully experience in it and and again that seemed like a right decision because knowing how like much I care about my online clients right now um and the results that I got I, I would have massively struggled to to kind of make sure that they were getting the best out of me as a coach while I was traveling and some days you go you know for a few days without signal so so again so so being able to park that was was really beneficial for me and I've come back more refreshed so eight months I uh, went away Southeast Asia Australia New Zealand and I won't bar too many people with the details because I know I'm in a very privileged position that I got to go there um, but if there is anybody listening to this out there that is even considering it just do it just do it it'll be the best thing you ever do in your life and honestly, I couldn't recommend it more, even if you have to park whatever it is for 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 now, you know, do it. And if there's anybody listening to, the, to this that's later in life, you know, if you ever do get the opportunity, please, I would advise you to take it. So, yeah, so moving on. So then I came back in April of this year. Um, Came back and I had absolutely no money like literally I had spent all my life savings I came back and I was basically restarting from from ground zero not even step one probably step minus one um had to move well very kindly my brother um took me in because I could not afford to pay rent at all as I say like it's literally Looking at your bank balance and seeing zero 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 is is quite a scary thought um So when I came back and luckily um my old gym they accepted me and i went back to in-person training because as i said he's built some money and and then from there um kind of i was doing a bit of hybrid i was doing in-person training and online coaching and eventually I'd, i decided to take the plunge in august of this year to stop in-person training go fully online and i you know i launched my um social media accounts on the 2nd of may and so we're under we're under yeah six months in and We've got sixty nine thousand on Facebook, thirteen point four thousand on inst on Instagram and fourteen point five on TikTok. So you know, I'm I've been blown away by the support so far and just by kind of going all in on social media, posting twice a day, making sure I post at least once a day and all the rest of it and just providing as much value and content as I can. Um that's been a it's been life changing for me and I'm still I would say I'm still pretty skint like I pretty much have no savings and all the rest of it but you know we're learning every day and and for me as an online coach like it's bringing me so much satisfaction to to try and help more and more people and just receiving all the messages and stuff um it, it's literally like the best the best thing in the world for me and being able to help clients from all around the world and you know with my recipes in particular the messages that I get just like I'm using your recipes, I've lost X amount of weight. And to me, that just gives me more satisfaction and, and payment than any amount of money or check in the world could do. And for me, that's what drives me. And honestly, that's been life-changing for me. And I wouldn't change it for the world. So that's kind of, I guess, my life story. Um, hopefully, you found that interesting. If not, then I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, that's a very quick whistle-stop tour. Um, so now uh, we'll get into the questions that you guys asked uh, on my question box on Instagram and I'll go from there and then don't worry you will get some value from this podcast when I take you through um, my life lessons that I've learned, and hopefully you get some value from that <clears throat> so the first question, so this got asked by two separate people and it's where do I see myself in five years, so so as I say I'm very new to kind of the online stuff and, and before this I, I was very very poor on social media not knowing what to post but now I've got kind of a bit of a clear strategy um, so you know, obviously, keep posting every day. I'm gonna do that pretty much for the rest of my life. See how much of a following we can grow, and then from that as well. So, for those of you that don't know, alongside the online coaching that I do, I run a business called Fail Fitness Community. So, basically, the reasoning behind this kind of when you move to a new city, it's very hard to make friends as an adult uh, outside of those that are in school, college, and all the rest of it. And what I found is that there was no. Nothing really where you could do like casual sports without joining an actual team or community and for that it takes a lot of um, commitment in terms of time, effort, money, resources and all the rest of it. So what I wanted to basically do was create some kind of like a community of people that could get together and play sports very casually, not having to sign up and having all the equipment and stuff provided to make it a bit more accessible just to, to normal people and obviously through that you can improve your physical, mental and social health Um, so basically you know within this community we do everything from uh, every kind of sports netball, volleyball, football tennis, badminton, basically any sport that you can think of if my community asks for it I'll put it on I'll say this date this time and this is how much it costs and we split the cost between us so um, basically I want to offer this as much as possible and alongside that we do like karaoke nights we've done bongo bingo or bingo loco Um, so so it's not just fitness And sports it's social events as well and for me that's going to be key in terms of like improving people's physical mental and social health all throughout the years and um so at the minute i run that just in york but within kind of the next five year period i want to expand that to different cities within the uk hopefully build up get more people involved so i can help more people in terms of their health and everything stuff like that so my main ambition in life is to build that and uh and become the biggest community in the uk obviously that's a huge way to go and it's a huge as- aspiration of mine but you've got at the end of the day you've got to shoot for the stars um so that's it so basically with my online coaching at the minute it's one-to-one but eventually within the next five years i hope to move to a more of a subscription service where i can offer all of my one-to-one services hopefully get some other coaches on board and then offer kind of all the recipes uh the fitness the programming everything like that and um so as so that would be as part of a subscription service, and then um, kind of but every f- kind of fitness influencer and that dog has as an app and all the rest of it these days. But what I want from fellow fitness community is to have all that, but also do all the in-person events, so the sports and social events, get those up and down the country. Hopefully, uh, do like loads of charity events and and all stuff like that. So that's my kind of where I see myself in five years. Hopefully, have a bit more of a social following than that I do now move away from one-to-one coaching and move on to a more of a subscription base so i can help more even more people that i do right now and then offer that as a bit more of like a accessible price for everybody and then expand the fitness community as much as i can within in the next five years but you know keep that going for the rest of my life it does not doesn't stop there even after this five-year period i'm, I'm going to be doing it for, forever basically okay so the next question is so the biggest challenges you are facing with mid- misinformation in the fitness industry now i think i think it's getting better i think more people understand like understand that to lose weight you have to be in a calorie deficit and all this but there's so much out there and <laughs> i hate to call people out but one person in particular like eddie abu like honestly preaches about like how fruit and everything is bad for you like fruit uh, another one, Paul know, like oats. Oh, like, how do people think this is bad for you? I'll never, never know. Because what they don't look at is like the the analysis on studies of of people who eat fr- fruits and um, oats and things like that. Like they have, on a whole, like if you look at their holistic lifestyle and diet and everything like that, their all their health markers, their cases of cancer, their mortality risk is massively decreased. Um, so it's not just a correlation in, in this instance is very much a causation effect um um relationship so so yeah I think at the minute it's like people that go on social media to you know with a with a purpose of just saying outrageous headlines and like people go you know down cereal aisles and like spot all, all these toxins and chemicals and things like that and the so alongside the kind of the fruits um some people saying about that online um like ultra processed food which you know they do have a point and we should all be striving to include as many one ingredient foods as we can in our diets and just like chicken breast uh, potatoes rice uh, you know all of these things were actually literally just one ingredient and we should all be striving to move more towards that however you can absolutely include include processed foods as part of a balanced diet whether that's you know cereals um cereals like ready meals Uh, anything like that and obviously you want to move away from having those daily and making like having them as a, a staple in your diet but absolutely you can use these processed foods as part of a healthy balanced diet in order to achieve better health markers overall in terms of body fat muscle tissue everything like this because it's such a uh, great indicator of overall health, like the more muscle you have, the less body fat you have. So, if people are using these ultra processed foods in order to increase their health markets as part of a holistic, overall good diet, then absolutely I would encourage people to do that. And people shouldn't be scared about using these foods, which I think is one of the biggest things of misinformation that we're facing today. And also, p- anybody who basically tells you you need to do a certain thing, whether that's keto, carnivore, um, anything like that. Um, they are probably trying to sell you something and basically as a general rule of thumb if anybody tells you that their way is best then you should not listen to them because everybody like all the diet is is a tool for fat loss and everybody can use these different tools so there might be someone who actually really benefits off of doing a keto diet and that works for them but what you've got to ask yourself when you do a diet is can I realistically see myself doing this for life and for a lot of people doing Carnival, doing keto that is just not a sustainable diet they will keep for life um so then then they become discouraged after they you know feel like they can't follow this hugely restricted diet where they're cutting out you know massive food food groups like carbohydrates and stuff like that um so, yeah, that's also a, a bit of misinformation that's being spread. Um, but, yeah, as I've said, if someone is telling you that their way is best and the only way to do it, then you should block that person immediately because there is a million and one ways to skin a cat. There's a hundred ways to create a calorie deficit. And, you know, you, it's all about finding the, the way that works for you. And for me, I've dabbled in intermittent fasting and just like, but now I'm like kind of just like in a bit more of a flexible diet and understand a bit more about its overall calories. And as long as you're eating whole, nutritious foods as part of that diet, you'll be absolutely sound as a pound. Okay, so the next question is, there's so much competition out there, what makes you and your coaching different? So, briefly touched on it um, with the fellow fitness community stuff is there, But So, for me as a coach, I would say I'm one of the coaches out there that probably like a drink more than most, probably more than 90% Nine point ninety nine percent of the fitness industry out there, um, and then you know that's that's absolutely fine. But I would say I'm much more of a normal person than a normal than uh, regular coaches, and uh, a lot of these fitness coaches like for them and their clients like one big aspiration is to like get them on a photo shoot and like do this, and you know we need to achieve X amount of weight loss in this. And for me, what and what I tell to all my clients is, you know, throughout this time that we're working together, however long that is, whether it's months, years, whatever. I want you to have a sustainable and build a sustainable lifestyle that you can genuinely keep up forever. I want to be the last coach that you ever be at that I don't want to gatekeep any secrets from you. I want to give you all the information and all the tools so I am the last coach in the world that you'll ever need. And for a lot of coaches they might, you know, they might absolutely restrict you like to, no you shouldn't be going shouldn't be going out on X, you shouldn't be doing Y, if you want to achieve the most amazing results possible, but for me, that's a coach that's that's pushing their clients to the absolute limits so they can get a better transformation photo for, 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 for social media, whereas what I'm all about is making sure that they, my client is embedding the habits so they can keep it up for life and, and actually develop a routine that they can continue forever, basically, and as I said, I want to be the last coach that you ever be, which, you know, you might not find many other coaches like that, but that's that's what I'll hang my hat on to the day I die. And, and in terms of, as I briefly mentioned before, in terms of um, what I'm trying to do is, you know, every coach, you know, that's big in the fitness industry has their own app these days. But what I really want to hammer home is, is fitness through sport, which... You know, and there are sport coaches out there, but I'm use more of a holistic where It's, it's sports, it's weight training, it's running, it's social events, every, and every aspect hands on hangs on these three main pillars of physical, mental, and social health. And for me, no one out there is currently hitting all three. So what I want to achieve from full Fitness community is making sure that people are in. Incre- what yeah, people are improving their physical health through doing the things that they love, whether that's sports. Weightlifting, running, whatever, even walking, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Mental health, and also that is obviously really like the more physical health that you have. Um, that is going to have a positive impact on your mental health but also what can you do what practices can you take whether it's stretching meditation even getting out in walks for nature that's obviously going to improve your mental health but also a huge part of both of those is your social health as well so you know through developing these relationships either at social events or through sports and and just basically doing things that you have in common with other people, how you can develop those social relationships to improve your physical and mental health. And for me, the fitness community is going to plug that gap in the market of tying everything together in terms of sports and social events and making sure that people are improving all three of those health pillars. Okay, and the final question that we're going to cover today is what is the favourite part of your working day? Now for me, uh, when I saw this question, immediately two things came to mind. Like for me, my client check-ins is one of them because every day Monday to Friday, my clients, I send my clients a voice note and honestly when i come in and i see that they're making amazing progress and i see that the scales have moved and i see that they've hit their calories and protein and steps and for me more about like they're doing the process they're trusting the process and i get to send them a voice note saying you fucking legend you've hit your calories you've hit your steps you've hit your protein you're doing everything that we discussed you're doing your workouts and guess what the scales have moved you've lost x amount of inches on your waist and you are feeling amazing and when they send me those messages back like i fit into a new pair of jeans or something like that like as a coach coming in and, and doing those check-ins and being able to celebrate the wins with your clients every single day like that is just it's life-changing for, for me and as i briefly said in the before on the podcast like that is worth more than any money in the world to me just being able to come in and, and celebrate my wins with my clients like, honestly that is one of the favorite that is one of my favourite parts of the day and I, I hope I'll never lose that because honestly I'm just yeah absolutely buzzing when I see my clients get results it's it really makes it um, and another favourite part is kind of when I've edited my videos and I'm doing the voiceovers on like my cooking videos or whatever it is and I'm just like I'm taking the piss out of people and just like being a bit tongue-in-cheek and just saying random shit like I know it's pretty sad but I like have a little giggle at my own jerks and then and then getting out so yeah so those those are my favorite parts of the day okay so we're coming to coming to the end and i know we're running a little bit long today so i'll I'll tie up these life lessons and and see if you can yeah take some real benefit from them so i've got six for you to go through so number one so sometimes in life in fitness or so sometimes boring is best and what i mean by this is you know when you talk about uh weightlifting and, and having the gym like Realistically, if you want to get the best results possible, it's all about finding 30 exercises that you can do, have them on a rotation where you follow a program for 12 weeks and then after that 12 weeks you take a deload, but nailing the basics and doing your compound movements, making sure that you're progressing on your lifts and you're tracking your weights and just basically doing the same exercises in and out every day, every week, is gonna. That that is what's going to get you the best results, making sure that you're progressively over, overloading on those big lifts. And yes, that might seem boring to some, but honestly, that is how you're going to achieve amazing results. But that's only in terms of muscle growing, but again, it could be transferred to any kind of walks of life where that's running. And, you know, in terms of your meals as well, um, you know, having five or six breakfast rotations, five or six lunch rotations, five or six dinner rotations, once you find the meals that work for you, that allow you to hit your macro and micronutrients, and then you get them on a rotation, that is the key to long-term success. So when I say boring sometimes boring is good that's exactly what i mean just ruthlessly and consistently doing the things day in day out that are sometimes boring but that these are going to be the key to your success whether that's with your training whether that's with your diet sometimes boring is best and that's just the way it is um so as part of that finding a routine that you can enjoy and doing that so i'll just give you a quick example so when um basically i was i was living with my brother on my mate which i alluded to earlier so i would eat pretty much the same me same two meals four times a day um for monday to friday and for me i was super super clean monday to friday like i would not even have any chocolate or anything and again this is going to work for anybody and as i've said before there's a million and one ways that you can skin a cat and for me this is what worked for me and allowed me to kind of achieve some pretty good results so i would have basically what was chicken stir fry which was literally a kilo of chicken that I'd cooked in the oven I would mix that with like rice noodles and basically all the veg I could fit in this massive like vat pan and then that would do me six meals and I would have two of those meals I'd have one at 12 which was my first meal one at 3 p.m and then my 6 p.m and 8 p.m meal would be basically 500 grams of lean mince with a bag of frozen vegetables two tins of chopped tomatoes and a tin of kidney beans and that would do four meals so over the week I would have uh, my lunches Monday to, Monday to Friday exactly the same thing and my mince and veg uh, Monday to Thursday again exactly the same thing I knew how much it was I knew how to cook it I knew how long it take I knew exactly what macros and calories were in there and for me that was just a way of doing it is that the most optimal way absolutely not but for me as like a kind of young adult I just found that I really like just having that stability when I was working my nine to five that actually was a really effective method for me would I recommend that to anybody absolutely not but um, for me that was sometimes good and as I say like sometimes boring best and yes that was obviously eating bought like boring in terms of what i was eating but that allowed that meant that after 5 p.m came around on a friday i could literally eat whatever the fuck i wanted and still be in my deficit because i banked up so many calories during the week and i could go absolutely ham on a weekend so in terms of a long-term strategy and being able to stick to a diet for me that was a, was a really key thing so so yeah so sometimes is best find a routine that you enjoy and that you can stick to Okay, so the next one is, so try to improve yourself physically, mentally, and socially every single day. Um, On the caveat that on hungover days, so when you're proper hanging, you don't have to do this. And this has honestly been like life-changing for me. So what I mean by this is physically, whether that's going for a walk in nature, going for a run, making sure that your gym session is done, that's improving physically. And it's just one of these three. So if you go to the gym on a day, tick, that's you box ticks for the day, socially, so that could be going out with friends, so this is what I mean, so even going out with your friends, that is improving your life in a social way, so again, just by going out with your friends, that's again, another box ticks, even if you don't go to the gym or anything that day, and mentally, so this could be listening to a podcast and learning something, reading a book, um, you know, or even like taking some time, meditating, realigning your values, setting some goals, that is, you know, improving yourself mentally, so it if you aim to improve yourself physically mentally or socially on every single day that you're not hungover that is the key to long term success and honestly for me i know i feel so much better that if i've done one of those things so you could achieve nothing in a day but if you go to the gym that's a day ticked off. You could achieve nothing in a day, but if you go out with your friends and potentially make a new connection or in develop the relationship that you have with your friends, again that's another day ticked off and you're doing amazing. So once you start to see life like that and you can you can just trust the process and tick away on these days, then you'll that is has been um has been really key for me the so next one i discussed on my nutrition podcast so last time and this is a rule for what kind of when you're meal prepping so make nice make for twice so what that means is to so say you're prepping a spag bowl for you and a partner on in an evening if you use like 250 grams of um mints like one onion one carrot one stick of celery literally just like double up those ingredients because you're doing the cooking anyway and you and you're paying for, you know you're going through the process of doing it so just bulk out the ingredients make double and then have it for your lunch freeze it and have it for dinner another time you know if you if you ever come home and and you can't be asked to cook like you always know that you've got that portion waiting ready for you so make nice make for twice and again what i said last time in terms of your hydration clear pee by 11 you're in heaven awesome Okay, the next one, win the morning, win the day. Now this is something that I definitely need to get back, better at and I would say I'm more of a night owl but honestly, if like that's just a limiting belief that I'm expressing there. But if you can, whatever you can do on the morning, first thing, before everyone else is up or, you know, that is going to set you up for the day and I know on the mornings where i wake up and i don't look at my phone i go for a walk have a little bit of a stretch like i am already set up so much better for that day and i know it's going to be a fucking awesome day but the days where i snooze and i'm and, and i'm in bed and i'm scrolling on my phone instantly i'm on the back foot and i'm playing catch up for the rest of the day so that's going to be a huge thing win the, win the morning win the day and here's a strategy that I've, that you you can use that is going to be life-changing and shout out lisa for this my my sister-in-law this is hers so all credit to her but honestly it is life-changing so it's called the no snooze rule so what you're going to do before you go to bed you are going to set your alarm for the latest time possible you're not going to do this thing where you set your alarm at seven then you snooze at 10 past quarter past 20 past whatever you set your alarm to the latest time possible so in this example it could be 7 30 you then go you stand up you put your phone and charge on the other side of the room you do not touch your phone until that alarm goes off so when you wake up in the morning your alarm goes off you have to get out of bed physically get out of bed to go turn your alarm or phone and honestly just by doing this you are already going to be 10 times more awake than you would if you snoozed 50 times previous by getting out of bed and then once you're out of bed make your bed and then you will not get back into it and honestly do this for a week and watch how your morning routine will improve and I promise you it will change your life and as I say shout out to Lisa for this because it is life-changing okay so number five Uh, It's going to be, so my favourite book that I've ever read is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Honestly, this has been life-changing for me um, in terms of my social engagements and all the rest of it. Um, So i read this book while I was travelling and immediately I started implementing the lessons that I'd learned and I was blown away by the results. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail here, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but honestly, if you want, my main piece of advice, if you want a way to... Build relationships and work or socially with your friends, read that book, take notes, start implementing the things today, and honestly, watch your life improve because it is an amazing book, and genuinely the lessons that are taught in that are timeless, and you'll take so much from it as I did as well. And then finally, be kind and be selfless. This is again one of one of the kind of lessons from the book, but if you can see um, the world from another person's perspective and how they're looking like if you go and you do selfless acts for other people they're going to hold you in such high regard and honestly in a kind of self-ish way for you it makes you feel fucking good like when you can go and you can when your life is revolves around making other people's happy lives such a fulfilling career and it all comes back to that video that I discussed earlier in the podcast about the most fulfilling career that you can have in your life is one that helps other people so if you can make your day around helping other people and helping improve other people's lives that is just going to give you such more of a self-satisfaction and honestly it will make you such a happier person as well and make the people around you happier and make you happier so honestly yeah just be kind be selfless and, uh, and try to improve other people's lives and, and watch how much of a positive impact that will have on yours as well okay so now we come to the embarrassing story part and honestly this is not the most embarrassing story of from me by any stretch but the reason i'm telling it today is because it's very current as in it literally happened last friday so obviously i'm trying to be like this you know, you know um online coach uh i wouldn't say influencer because it's not trying to who i'm trying to be um but yeah so uh, anyway this kind of picture is health so so we was in manchester just gone um seeing a band called corella shout out corella absolutely killed it lads unbelievable day um so yeah and we were in the taxi from the venue of the gig and we were going to an after party after and basically i don't know what came over me i wasn't even like too drunk But all of a sudden, I started feeling really sick. I was in the back of the taxi. I was in, like, the back left seat. And, um, and yeah, I literally just needed to be sick so I had to open a window and be sick outside the taxi. Luckily I was quite conscious that I didn't get any of it in the taxi. But honestly, and then straight away my brother was in the front seat, so he was there taking selfie of me. Absolutely stitched me up. Got there's literally photos of me being sick in the back, like literally holding on to dear life. And you know when you're being so sick that you like your eyes start watering. So it's an absolute terrible picture of me. And at the time I felt so embarrassed but looking back I'm like, oh that's not too bad. Um yeah, my brother put that in the gig um, group chat straight away, and all uh, everybody was like absolutely roasting me, calling me Ralph Lauren, <laughs> all all things like this, um, so yeah, so that was in p- pretty embarrassing to say, it just happened um, last week, last Friday, uh, at the ripe old age of 26, I'm being sick out of a taxi, but... But honestly, these things happen. So if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. Um I actually might put a, put a picture of it on my story. So if you uh, if you've listened to this podcast and you want to see the picture, just drop us a note just saying "taxi picture." And uh, and if I get like three requests for it, I'll I'll put it up on my story so so everyone can see. Um But yeah, so it happens to the best of us. And yeah, being sick out of a taxi it can uh, it might happen to you. So I won't laugh too much. And if you want to see the picture, let me know. But anyway, guys that's the end of the podcast thank you so much for listening as always i really appreciate it if you enjoyed today's podcast you know go to go give it a five star rating and all the rest of it uh but other than that i'll see you on the next one thank you cheers